Claire, mm, if yes. you had to pick like one writer of color, who's your favorite? Who would you pick? Mm, so that's a tough one. Mm. But I think I'd have to say Taylor Jenkins Reid. You know what? You're so right. <sighs> she is the moment. Obsessed. Hello, and welcome to One More Chapter, a new podcast where we'll talk about books that moved us for the best or for the worst. I'm Clara. And I'm Claire. And we're your hosts. Claire, I feel like we've been internet friends for almost a decade now. It's insane. But we wanted to create a space where we could talk for longer than our one-minute TikToks about books. Our one true love. So here we are, and thanks for joining us. Amazing. So today we're discussing The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It's a book published in 2017 that became wildly popular over the last couple of years thanks to the book talk gods. So, Clara, how did you find out about this book? <laughs> I admittedly discovered it because of your little instagram meltdown i really did i really did have a meltdown but so i was at the airport i was on my way to uruguay and it was this or about 10 different books from colleen hoover and i was like wow this is a tough choice this is a tough choice but taylor jenkins reed cannot be this bad and i had read a book by her so i was like you know what everyone and their mother has read this book let me try it Boy, boy, was I wrong. That eight-hour flight was a rough time for me. So you have to tell us, what's the book about? Oh, my God. So if you can read the title, you basically know what the book is about. So it is Evelyn Hugo, our our protagonist, and shockingly, (laughs) her seven husbands. (laughs) So it is her life divided by the time that, that okay. she's married to these seven men. Yeah, I mean, she's 80 in the book. She is close to 80. Close um, to 80. 79. Mm-hmm. And 79 she's narrating spy. her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, her full life. I mean, it starts when she's her 14. Full life. She's like, well, first I was born. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yes. Who does she tell her story to, Claire? Yes. <laughs> so she tells her story to a woman called Monique. And this will come up later. It's important. It's important to Mm -hmm. know about Monique. Yeah. Because she's an interesting character. She Mm -hmm. has, you know, sad biracial girl. It seems to be her entire personality. (laughs) And apologizing. She loves to apologize. She sees Evelyn and she's like, I must say sorry. Uh, I'll figure out why later. But for now, I'll just apologize. Yes. Yeah. Which I love. Proactive. She... Uh, Yeah, that's all she does is apologize. So let's talk a little bit about Miss Taylor Jenkins Reid. Let's. Let's do it. Wait, what other books by her have you read? Okay, so I've read one other, Daisy Jones and the Six, which I liked. It's very popular. No, I mean, I And they're making a show about it. They are. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, I remember I had to Google, is the Six Daisy Jones and the Six? I think that's the whole Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is this a real band? Because I felt like she kind of like— Well, it was like Fleetwood Mac inspired. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that I would feel the same about this book. Because I I like her mood building. Yeah. So Taylor Jenkins Reid— our fearless author. Oh my God, I love her. Very fearless. And <laughs> Too fearless, one might say. Perhaps. Strike a little bit of fear in her. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. 
So she is, she's part of the Hollywood world. You know, her husband is, exactly. a, is a writer, a screenplay screen writer. writer. And, and she, she was too. Yes, she worked. I, I can't remember if she was a screenwriter, but she definitely worked in the industry before becoming a published author. Right. And, you know, I read Malibu Rising a couple okay. of years ago, and I really liked that book. And okay. it's part of the same, like, famous actresses or famous yeah. women universe yes. that she wrote. Oh, that, yeah. So it's this one. It's... Evelyn Hugo, Malibu Burning, Daisy Jones, and the new one that just came out this year, Carrie Soto. Oh, yeah. Which has its own little controversies. Okay. But that is not what we're talking about no, today. Today, today we are talking about Evelyn Hugo. Yes, yeah. Who loves to talk about Evelyn Hugo. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it, that it, the book is herself yeah. talking about it. Which herself. is fine. We love that. I mean, yeah. But and I do love feel like... Girly. I do feel like Tay-Tay writes books that will be made into movies. Mm-hmm. That, that is how she gets. Yeah. But, 100%. Yeah, I mean, she lives in L.A. with her squirrel. With her squirrel. Yeah, and so, like, I'm confused by that. Like, how do you take care of a squirrel? So, I had, I had assumed that she just, like, left squirrels, left, <laughs> left other squirrels, <laughs> left nuts outside, like, in her backyard. Wait, so her. you think it's an outdoor squirrel? Yeah. I Real, assumed that all no, squirrels so- were outdoor squirrels. Okay, so I imagined an indoor squirrel, but oh my god, she doesn't name the squirrel. So how does she know oh my god. that for she's the, like feeding the same squirrel? First of all, for the sake of the squirrel, I hope it's an indoor squirrel. I mean, an outdoor squirrel. Can you imagine a no, Taylor Jenkins yeah. Reed squirrel? Squirrel Jenkins Reed? No, no. So she just like goes. maybe she puts like a little identifying mark on the squirrel. She has like a little collar for mm-hmm. the squirrel. Yeah, with a like could be you, cute, like a little like tag with her phone number yeah in case it gets lost absolutely <laughs> absolutely so i think it tells you a lot about who she is as yeah. a person whether indoor or outdoor yeah whether she, she has is, a squirrel yeah. and this is all according to wikipedia of course we okay. don't have a first-hand account of the squirrel yeah nor do we have the squirrel's name so i mean it so could true. be a colony of squirrels wow that she feeds only the finest pumpkin only seeds the finest pumpkin seeds <laughs> All right, so we've laid the background work. Mm -hmm. We've established Taylor Jenkins Reid as the CEO of The Beach Read. So now we're going to actually discuss the content of the book. So warning, for the remainder of this episode, we will be discussing the book in its entirety. There will be spoilers. If you don't want spoilers, this is your time to hit stop and come back after you finish the book. Okay, three, Two. two, one. Clara, let's discuss what we liked. Okay. I did like a few things. Like, okay. I didn't hate it the entire time. Fair, I feel fair. like I didn't get to what I liked until the end of the book. Yes. Like, it was kind Agreed. of building towards what I would like at Agreed. the end of the book. But my favorite thing, and I feel like people are going to hate this, but my favorite thing was her friendship with Harry oh Cameron. Gosh, I know. Sweet, sweet, sweet Harry. Harry. He was the best. I. I thought it was so authentic. I thought it was so beautifully developed. It was so nicely written. Just like someone who was in her life from the beginning of her career, mm-hmm. who yeah. like watched out for her yep. from day one. And she watched out for him, although mm, to a lesser degree, yeah. honestly. But but they cared for each other so much. Yeah. And I thought that it was so authentically and just like realistically portrayed. Agreed. And I think I think Taylor Jenkins Reid... I like how I have to say the yeah, whole that, name Yeah, I mean, you have, to say, you have to say the whole name. I like how she writes about friendship. I think I it's agree. her I agree. best attribute. Yeah. No, I mean, I have to just say I co-sign. I mean, I do like that her fiction, that documentary style, it feels very real. I think yeah. that she's really good at setting 
world building, setting a tone. Yeah. You can tell that she's done this for the screen. Like, yes. You can just like tell. Um, so, but I agree. I mean, Evelyn and Harry. They're so cute. Which was They're not so what we should have been focusing on, right? Like, it's I mean, the, not. Like, I don't think Taylor Jenkins Reid would be pleased <laughs> that they're our favorite relationship. I know. She'd be like, ma'ams. She'd be like, do you think I made up this fake representation for I you to care about a friendship? <laughs> a whole representation for the sole purpose of representation and you hang on to Evelyn Um, and Harry. I mean, when he died, which was just like the saddest moment in the book. It was sad. Like, I didn't cry. I did not cry, but I definitely like thought about it. Oh, yeah. I was like, I I could. uh, I could cry. Yeah, it was sad and problematic. Mm -hmm. For so many reasons. For, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, imagine having essentially a silent largely nameless black man in your book and then killing him for no reason. No reason whatsoever. For the plot. For, for the, the plot, plot. Quite literally. And then having the white woman move his dead body so that he takes the blame for drunk hmm. driving. So we will get to that later. <laughs> I mean, imagine. <laughs> and again, okay, I want to say, I don't mind unlikable characters no, in literature. I'm I think to, that's yeah. important. Like, Evelyn is wildly unlikable, yes. in my opinion. Agreed. And I have read books before where the main ca- I have. Oh, this was okay. not my first book. Oh, okay. Can All you right. imagine? No, I mean, I thought it was your first. Your introduction to literature is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I mean, I feel like for book talk, that it might would, Oh, have my God. Been. Guys. No offense. Let's get a few other books in the bookshelf. <laughs> but, okay, she's wildly unlikable. And normally that's fine. If you write a layered, you explain your motivations for yes. why your character is like this. You, A well-written, unlikable character can be wonderful. Like, there are so yeah. many books where that's a protagonist and they're classic. Yes. Agreed. This, for me, was not that. It didn't hit, it didn't hit right. It didn't hit right. I think because it, it was trying too hard. I was trying so hard. Okay, so can we, like, actually flesh out more about what we hated? I think what I do want to say, and this is a hot take, but I actually don't think that white writers can't write people of color. I I don't, you know, I feel like people are like, don't write people of color. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why is because they never do it well. Yeah. So I think people just have a visceral reaction immediately, like, just just don't do it because yeah. it doesn't work. And this is a great example of a white author writing people of color and it like not working. There's it just like not work. this discomfort throughout that's like, it just feels like she just is doing checks. Like, okay, I'm going to have a black editor. Monique is an editor who is writing essentially this woman's story. Yeah. And then the editor-in-chief of the magazine is also a black woman. Mm-hmm. But we, she just sort of plops them into the plot without ever examining the whiteness of editorial and kind of yeah. what that means to have two black women essentially leading this major magazine. Like, it's just like, there's a, there's a blind spot with lots of white women towards like what, you know, what happens to get to the point of being a black editor-in-chief. Yeah. And it shows here. It shows. And it's just like representation that is so superficially so written. Superficially like Evelyn written. is, you know, Evelyn Hugo, nay Evelyn Herrera, right? That's her that's her original yes. name. And she's, you know, she's 
inspired by an amalgamation of Hollywood stars. She is. Right. Okay, so, so tell us a little bit about who Evelyn uh, Hugo is inspired by. So the first obvious inspiration is Elizabeth Taylor, yes. who was married to multiple men. Yeah, how as many well. husbands did she have? Did she have you seven? Know what? That is definitely something I should have go- looked I'm up. Googling, Claire. I'm Googling. Um, I'm Googling. I, I don't, don't have seven. Definitely like a six. Okay. I, I'm feeling six, but I hope it's seven. So Elizabeth Taylor, veritable starlet. And okay. then we also have Rita Hayworth, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. I found out just researching was born Margarita. Carmen Cancino. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. when she got to Hollywood, they were like, babe, that's not going to work. So they changed it to Rita Hayworth. Hayworth was her mother's last name. Yeah. And then the third inspo that is less known or less obvious is a Filipina actress yes. who was very famous in the 50s. And she was just like a known mm-hmm star of yes. Filipina cinema and she recently came out last year she Gina Pareño mm-hmm. she, she came, came out, out last, year. last year at 75 years old yeah and revealed that she had an entire relationship yes. with another actress yes. in the 50s yeah so that was the third kind of inspo right and I feel like Gina, I mean, the last one. She mirrors yeah. Evelyn, probably she the closest. Does. Probably the closest, just based on the queer relationship. Yeah. But is it well-written, Claire? Is it well done? No, no it's just We not. would not say that it is. No. I mean, we love representation in books. Oh, my God. And, and there's so we want few more. queer representation in books. Like, it's, like, literally just, like, shouting into the wood. It's like, where is it? I don't see it. Where? Right. Where am I? At what cost? At what cost? And it's just like, if what we want is representation for representation's sake, then sure, have a Taylor Jenkins read. You know, but this is a white author who was born in, I believe, Massachusetts and now lives in Los Angeles. Yeah, with her squirrel. With her squirrel. Let's not forget Squirrel Jenkins Reed. And just does not know how to write about, like, why is this... Latina main character, the most stereotypical Latina I have read in recent history, right? She's like this beautiful white or white passing. That's not very clear. She's at least white passing. She like turns blonde and all of a sudden gets very offended when people like forget her heritage. And it's like, well, you have you never you, talk about it right why would yeah. your name is evelyn hugo why would people assume and that then she's you're like how could you a latina girl yeah can i read you can i read you oh please oh, okay. please oh please okay. oh please so just, just for reference at this point miss hugo is already famous okay and she is in her home okay and she overhears her maid, okay. who is from El Salvador, Ooh. talking on the phone okay. in Spanish okay. to her mother. And she's alone in her house. Like, there's she's nobody. She's alone okay. in her house. Okay. There's no one else there. Okay. Okay. And I will also preface this by saying that Taylor Jenkins Reid helps us out by translating the Spanish yes. in parentheticals. I know you love that. Which I hate. Listener, I hate that so much. Trust your audience to know how to Google. Anyways, here it goes. She was speaking in Spanish right in front of me. La señora está bonita, pero loca. I will spare you the translation, listener. (laughs) She continues. I turned and looked at her and I said, Disculpe, yo te puedo entender. Luisa's eyes went wide and she hung up the phone on her mother and said to me, Lo siento. 
No sabía que usted hablaba español. Listener, Taylor Jenkins Reid capitalized español. I will let you know that in Spanish, languages are not proper nouns. FYI. That was strike 402 for me. <laughs> That's enough. That is enough, Taylor. You know what? This continues, and the yes. entire page is so offensive. And then Evelyn continues and says, she looked at me as if I were a painting she was interpreting. And then she said, apologetically, <laughs> of course. you do not look Cuban. Pues lo soy. I said haughtily. <laughs> well, I am, right? Oh, my God. Evelyn says, I kept thinking, how dare she try to take my own identity away from me? Yes. Claire, so do we feel we so have... bad for Evelyn? I mean, Whose maid is being so mean to her. I, can you believe it? I mean, I'm so glad the maid apologized for speaking I, Spanish. I want to apologize like, for being a Spanish speaker myself. It is funny how... The only people of color in the book who appear to be people of color right. are constantly apologizing. As they should. I mean, As they should. for nothing. And like, here's a woman at her house. This is a Latino woman at her house. Latina mm-hmm. woman at her mm-hmm. house. Hearing another woman speak a language that she speaks and her choice is to get mad about it. She is so mad um, because Lisa tried to take her identity away from her, Claire. Come on. And and then don't like, you edit? Where, where is this coming from? But yeah, I mean, there's lots of moments like that. Like when Evelyn, at the beginning of the book, Evelyn and Monique go out to lunch. And yeah. Evelyn, I forgot what Monique says, but Monique says something very just innocuously wrong. I can't remember what oh, it was. Oh, I know. I think you're talking about like, oh, so then you're a lesbian. Okay, is so this one? is a little bit later then. In okay, the book, okay, when yeah. we re- when it's revealed yeah. that Evelyn is not straight. Right, that so, she was like in love with Celia St. James. But at the time, she was married to a man. Yeah, she was. So Evelyn reveals, I'm in love with Celia St. James, yeah. one of my co-stars in This Little Women. Yes. So... Monique says to Evelyn, so you want to reveal that you are a lesbian? And Evelyn, like, kind of goes off on her. And she's like, you are erasing half of me. Meanwhile, she's talking to a biracial woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are erasing half of me. You don't understand Evelyn, Claire. You're not putting yourself in Evelyn's place at all times. I mean. And you must do that. Astonishing. And so then Monique is like, I'm so sorry. I never thought of it that way. She apologizes to Evelyn. And then she almost apologizes to the reader. She goes on this, like, little internal monologue being like, I myself have had half my identity stolen. <laughs> I can't believe I did I this. As I opposed to that. just being like, oh, I'm sorry. I should have said bisexual. Right. Let's just move on. Yeah. Or Evelyn it's being not like, like a crazy assumption. You reveal yes. you're in love with a woman as a woman. And then someone says, like, oh, oh. Is th- are you trying? And literally the way the question was posed to her was like, in this article, are you trying to say yeah. that you are a lesbian? The yeah. answer could have been, no, I'm trying to say I am, I'm coming out as a bisexual woman. Right. No. And no. But instead it was like this weird. It was a rude assumption. Like. And, like, this happens constantly and almost exclusively with the characters of color, mm-hmm. where she's, like, going off on them for very innocent slips of the tongue very, or yeah. just speaking in Spanish in her presence. Yeah. Well, you have to understand, Evelyn is a very beautiful woman. Yeah, I mean, she's a victim of her own beauty. She has pretty privilege, but also pretty oppression. Yeah, it's true. It's and that true. is really important to remember yeah. throughout the entire oh, yes. book. Her boobs lift her up, but they also bring her down. 
That is such an important point because it is literally, and I'm not even kidding. I think it is mentioned in every oh, chapter. We cannot forget about the tatas. We cannot forget no, to bring that Taylor up. Taylor will not let us forget. Taylor has an obsession with writing about this. No, she cannot. She cannot let them go. It is half of Evelyn's personality. Oh, maybe 75%. And I think this is concerning. Yeah, and then in the end, they kill her. The end, they, that's well, they so don't. True. They don't kill her. They almost mm, they, do. But they might. They yeah. might. They could. They could. They could have. Yeah, they kill her daughter, too. They like kill the her. Boob, oh, my God. The boob spread. Her daughter who dies wow. as a footnote. What a symbolism. Yeah, it is. This It should be called the two boobs of I'm Evelyn Hugo. <laughs> Oh, my God. We're not misogynist. No, no, we're not. This is making us sound awful. But if you read the book, then you understand what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, there was like a whole scene where it was like Celia and Evelyn are at the premiere of Little Women and they Mm -hmm. like turn around and wave to the crowd for like a photo moment. And the line is literally like, I was all tits and she was all ass. Oh, my God. And that's that's brought up several times. Yeah. The combination of the the two. Yeah. So. So that's that's nice. All right, so, okay, oh we God. have to do Kiss, Mary Kill. We just have to, because okay. there's so many characters. There are so many characters, and I do love that we're doing Kiss, Mary Kill. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is a family show. It is so, the two boobs of It Ellen is exactly Hugo. what I was thinking of when I was reading this book. Who would I kiss? I think I said Rex. Oh, yes, you did. Rex you picked Norm. one of the husbands. I was going to maybe kick her, husbands. kiss her daughter, maybe. Oh, um, because she died yeah, and, you know, she's just, like, very much a footnote. She seemed very such a footnote. Like, I literally forget that she died. And, and she seemed, she like, such a fun character while yeah. she was written about. But, I don't know. I found that Rex probably, like, knew what he was doing. Yeah. And I just, like, mm-hmm. he had, like, a very interesting vibe. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, that's fair. You're going to kiss him. Yeah. And we're both Mary and Harry. Oh, my God. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, yeah. ten times out of ten. Well, he was the best. He I, was the best. I, I mean, like... Best friend, best husband. I like, know. what? I know. The irony, actually, of this book, it, you know, it's supposed to be about women, and we're, like, it obsessed is. with Harry. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Harry. I would read several novels about Harry Cameron. I know. Several. So um, and then we're killing... We're killing Evelyn. Okay. I had a different guy, right? Oh, Or yes. a different person. Yeah. You would kill Evelyn, which I totally understand. Okay, okay. Who are you killing? I think I would kill Don Adler. Oh, okay. Who's just oh, like a, a devil of he a character. Is he is an awful, awful odious man. man. And like, I'm not even going to talk about Evelyn forgiving him at the end because mm. I understand that. Yeah, I do think right? that's a well-written part. That's, yeah. like, well-written, and it's not obviously—not obviously, but it's not something that I would have done yeah. in a million years. But you can kind of understand, given the timing, why she I can understand the motivations for forgiveness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would kill him, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I would kill him, too. I mean, mm. there's lots of people that could go. I mean, I could all, I could kill poor Sylvia, too. I mean, Celia. See? <gasps> I forgot her name. I forgot her name. Jessica Chastain, who might play her I know, movie, but like, would not be happy. I know. She deserves so she much deserves more. So much Hopefully more. they give her more. I think the more. script will be super good. I think I the movie, I think the it's movie gonna be, will be good. Because I do, too. The thing is, you hear the story, and you're just like, Hollywood starlet golden era of the yeah. movies and her journey no, through life I could as not a queer woman you. married to seven men. 
not at the same time. But like you get why that why no. that story would translate very well. So well for the screen. I mean, that's what I thought when I was reading it. I was like, this is going to be an amazing show, which is what it was intended to be. I think so, too. From the beginning. I, think so I don't too. think this was ever. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. I just, I don't appreciate when books are written exclusively to become shows or movies. Yes. Because it's just like... I get that you do it to gain an audience and to garner popularity, but you could just make it a screenplay from the get-go. Right, especially given her connections. It's like, it could have been a a pretty easy leap to be like, I have this idea. But, I mean, when I'm reading this book, I— I'm like this. It's gonna be a show. It's and, gonna be a good show. I can imagine it being very glamorous yes. and just like you know, yes. Los Angeles of like the mm-hmm. 50s and 60s. The studio system, yep. the unfairness of it all. Yes, beautiful people, beautiful places. Like it's going to be a good show. It is, but that doesn't mean it was a good book. Mm-mm. No, I mean let's. We have to be honest with ourselves. And I do feel like some of the holes that in the plot. Where, like, the apologizing, maybe it will come to life better when you see it played out. Yeah. Like, you'll see the motivations for the characters that weren't well-written in the book. And they'll be well-acted. All right. So, let's talk about the Goodreads rating because it was quite high. And I—this is my favorite review that I read. Please. So, can I read it to you? Oh, my God. Okay. This book is phenomenal. This book is spectacular. This book is outstanding. I have nothing negative to say about this book. It is a pure five-star for me. I'm irrevocably astonished and astounded. I want to hug and kiss this book till I bleed. I couldn't leave it down. I just couldn't. I imagine this person just like carrying the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo with her just from dusk till dawn. Just clutching it to her breast. Just cuddling (laughs) the seven husbands. I just, good for her. Yeah. I wish that had been I my know. reaction. I mean, it has I wish a four or him. Point. It has a four point four five. So we have to talk about why that this is book is insane to me. Wait, what? What rating would you give it? Uh, or did you give it? Okay, I think I'm gonna. Okay, I think I'm gonna give it a three. Mm, that's what I did too. It's not that I hated. I did not hate it. I didn't hate it. I, I didn't did, find it good. I did not. Find it good. And I think I didn't hate it because I know it's going to be a good show. Like, I'm going to watch the That's show. That's true. That's true. Like, on yeah. Goodreads, I gave it a three. And you know how it doesn't let you do half stars? I, I, I feel like it could have been a 2.5. Been a but two felt mean. It was also so two long. Two felt mean. It was so long. Oh, my God. Like, seven husbands was a lot of husbands. It should have been four. Could have been four. We could have had Dawn for the plot. Yes. Could have had Harry. When she kept getting married. For the married. happiness. She kept getting married. Being like, mm, like, for funsies. Oh. I'm going to get this one an old. <laughs> and it was like, we got the idea. We got the motivation. I need to get married to expand my career and so that people won't find yeah. out that I'm bisexual. Yeah. But it happened seven times. It happened so many times. And just like interwo- interwoven with her relationship with Celia, oh, who, who like got mad at several things that I feel like she didn't need to get mad about. Like, can we talk about the pool moment? Yeah. I mean, I'm devastated. So am- at one point, okay, Evelyn like plots to marry a, like a singer. A like singer. a pop singer. McRiva, yeah, okay, who's Mc- like the character in her other three books. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah, so he's in. Oh. I haven't. I've only read Malibu B- Rising, but I know that he's and in he's the in- other two. Also, oh, see, like the McRiva universe is what it's called. <gasps> Loki, like sometimes. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Okay, at some point, Evelyn marries 
this man, Mick Mick Reva. Mick Reva. Wait, is that the pool moment? Or is the pool moment the movie with Dawn that she does later in life? No, it's the pool moment is when she finds out she's pregnant. (gasps) No. Yeah, and then Celia throws a glass into the side of the pool and shatters it back into the pool. She did do that. Celia does do that. And I was like, what is happening? comes from wealth. Should we say that? Yes, yeah, she is. That's something we can say. She, com- well, she comes from point. the oppression of wealth. Yes, yeah, she's an oppressed, she's oppressed. southern girly. Mm-hmm. She's a white from woman Georgia. from the South, and she has money. Please do with that what you will. And, yeah, do that. So she she has a little hand drum, we could say. One a of little. many. She one just, of many yeah. that she has in the bog. And she, she throws, throws a glass. Into the pool. The and pool. it shatters into the pool. Shatters shards of glass. Imagine. Fall into the pool. That's what would make me break up with someone. Yeah, I'd be like, ma'am. And who's going to clean this up? Somebody has to. It's probably- Unfortunately, Luisa was not there to pick up the shards. And, and with apologize. Her bare hands and and apologize. apologize that she wasn't able to catch it in time. Oh my God, I cannot. I cannot. But that was. Like, Evelyn has to drain the pool. I mean, yeah. And, get and the she says that out. very much in passing. Like, oh yeah, my God. Yeah, she's like, to- oh my God. Like, oh, now I'm going to have to. Sh- now I'm going to have to drain the pool. <laughs> And also, like, she got married to him. That was the thing. Celia was surprised that she had sex with her husband. Yeah. She was mad about that. Well, that was, like, the whole point. That's how she got him to marry her with, like, the promise of sex, right? That's the whole thing. Celia somehow— She's, like, a bombshell and, like, men want to sleep with her. So that's how she convinced this man— Yeah, to marry marry her. her. And Celia missed that. She thought they were just going to go to Vegas and, and, like— Yeah, get maybe some, like, Tostitos out of the vending machine and, like, watch Real Housewives. <laughs> like, what? Alas. So, anyway, 445 is an insane Goodreads review. I mean, rating. It is insane it's a re- Yeah, so we have to talk about why this book is popular, and I have a theory. Okay. Cool. All right, here's my I'm theory. Listening. Okay, so back in the day, I don't know if you all remember the oatmeal. It still exists. But the author of the oatmeal had a brilliant article about Twilight and how oh Twilight what a moment in history for the culture for I read time every single one of those books so did I Claire I went to the midnight showing oh, yeah. of, of the movies all of them yeah let's not let's not speak <laughs> of it so there is the, it's it's a brilliant article do you recommend it's called how how Twilight works we'll add it to the show notes oh my god yes. I've always wanted to say that oh, we'll you, a podcaster okay. so. The author talks about why romances work, and it's because one character is sort of an empty shell Mm -hmm. where the protagonist, the reader, whoever, can kind of insert themselves into the character. And I felt that was Celia. We don't know anything about Celia. I literally don't know anything about her other than, like, her attributes, her physical attributes. Yes, what she looks like. She's a redhead. She's a redhead. She has money. Very pale. Very, very pale. She has three freckles on her hip, right? Oh, my God, I forgot that, but probably. I would never forget. I feel like that's a detail. Never. That Taylor Jenkins read would remind us of, like, very often. And she has a very nice butt. She has a very nice butt. She's from the South. She's wealthy. She's more talented than Evelyn. She is so talented. She so won several Oscars. Several. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we But don't... she exists just to move the plot yes. that is Evelyn She's... along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't know anything about her personality other mm-hmm. than, like, she loves Evelyn mm-hmm. so much that she, like, throws tantrums anytime Evelyn does something anything. that she doesn't agree with. Yeah. Huge tantrums and dumps her very theatrically. Yeah. Which, yeah. again, 
I don't mind problematic relationships in novels. No. But show me the motivations for them. Yeah, because I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't know who Celia is as a person, so no. I don't understand why she does any of what she does. No. And that is the problem with this entire book. Anyways, the effect okay. from Twilight. Okay, so yes. And then the other person in the relationship, so there's the empty shell, who is Bella Swan in Twilight. Love her. And then <laughs> there is the crazy larger than life mm-hmm. other person who is Edward. Robert so Pattinson. much like Edward, Evelyn Hugo, we know everything about her. Like ad nauseum. Yeah. She is fully fleshed out. Yeah. We get like everything. She's just this beautiful woman. Every man wants to be with her. Yeah. Every woman, woman wants, wants to, to be her. her. Yeah. And that is kind of the formula. Is this empty person and then this very full person that everybody yeah. wants to so be So you can with. project yourself into the empty person because there's not enough about them to be like, oh, I can't be like exactly. them. Exactly. And then the larger-than-life figure, is like, you want to be with this, like... Yeah. And I feel like this is the first time we're getting that in, and, and also having queer representation. Yeah. So it's like, even if, you know, so, and, and then her being bisexual, it's like, anybody could kind of be like, oh, I kind of want to be with Evelyn. Even though she wasn't likable, but it's like she, I mean, she was hot and talented and like, yeah. you know, she had her feet on the ground. And yeah. And it's also forward. like a lot of real people are unlikable, right? Exactly. I read yeah. a book and I'm like, oh, she's unlikable like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop it. Everyone hates her just <laughs> like me. So I think it's. I agree with that entirely. Yeah. I think the Bella Swan effect applies. It to definitely Evelyn applies Hugo here. St. James. Yes, I mean it's like it's one to one. You know. Yeah. So totally yeah. agree. So, totally I mean, agree. That's Seven Husbands. Oh my God! What a book. What? We won't dislike every book. No, that we read. I think that is so. And we didn't hate out. this one. Again, we did not hate we it. We will watch the show. We'll watch the show, even if we hate it. Actually, yeah. Oh, of I've course. I've watched several shows. We that hate I, watch. My, it's almost better. It is than watching better. shows that I like. Yeah, honestly, agreed. So, what I think we're supposed to ask for review. Leave us a five star review on <laughs> Apple and wherever you get your podcast. People are gonna be like, oh well, I would give it a two point five, but I guess I'll give it. And there wasn't enough oh, representation. representation. <laughs> I know, yeah. Please just, if but you, like, even if you I think you should leave, leave a five star review. Please. I think that's like the whole point. Like, if you made it thus far, yeah, honestly. Yeah.